We've got a fun show coming up here on Locked On Mariners. The M's won a ball game last night, and they're expected to get Kyle Lewis back tonight as they aim for a series victory over the Oakland A's. Colby, let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners Podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, reporter and editor at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patno. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and get into some bigger ideas and bigger talk topics whereas you know with locked on mariners we cover more of the day-to-day with the imps we also get into some non-baseball discussions on there as well it's a fun time so be sure to check it out again that's patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it. So we're going to be talking uh, Julio Rodriguez. We're going to be talking George Kirby, who's pitching tonight. We're also going to be talking about Kyle Lewis, who's expected to be activated uh, from the IL today after his rehab stint. Uh, no official news on that at the time of this recording, but we fully expect that sparring uh, anything unexpected happening. But let's get into last night's game and really the star of last night's game being Julio Rodriguez, who had a Another multi-hit game, including his first home run at T-Mobile Park. A three-run shot to right center field. Julio is now hitting for a 166 WRC Plus in the month of May. He's slashing 333, 364, 524 in that time. Still only walking 4.5% of the time. He's striking out a little bit less than he has on the season, 26.1% of the time. But the guy is just absolutely mashing. I mean, all the you know, hard contact that we had seen in the past, that's starting to now result in more hits. It's starting to result in more extra base hits. More importantly, he's still stealing bases, of course. He's doing it all right now, and he's playing a good center field still. Colby, is he starting to really develop into that kind of thought he was going to be? And, and maybe has he exceeded your expectations here in the month of May? Um, no, I knew he was going to be a superstar. Um, obviously that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, it probably needs to walk a little bit more. Uh, can he really sustain a 333 batting average? I mean, yeah, probably he's pretty good. Uh, but, uh, no, he he definitely looks like he's taking steps forward. Uh, still some bad at bats mixed in, which is true of everybody, but especially going to be true of a 21 year old who's played 40 games in the big leagues. Um, you know, it's, there's still even some bad games here and there. Uh, he'll, he'll have games where he's over four and strike out three times. And you're like, wow, that, uh, that's a step backwards, but, uh, he, re- he seems to rebound very well. He's been very good in may. Um, again, the league is going to adjust and he's going to have to counter adjust. But the really nice thing about Julio is that it looks like he's able to adjust like mid at bat, um, mm. which is a, a skill that. You know, elite guys like Ty France have, but, you know, France has also played professional baseball for six, seven years now. And Julio has basically played parts of three minor league seasons 
before being in the big leagues. So it's, it's really kind of a rare skill that he has to kind of adapt. Um, we've, we've seen him, you know, willing to use the whole field yesterday. We saw the opposite field power for really the, the first time. Um, he is, he's doing everything you could possibly ask him to do. Um, he right now, probably the Mariners all-star. Uh, I mean, it probably deserves to be Ty France, but we know how difficult first base is uh, to crack in the mm -hmm. American league. Uh, but yeah, Julio's probably the all-star right now. Uh, he's got 12 steals. He's cracked four home runs this month alone. Um, and we've seen three of them in the last, what, 10 days or so. So it really does feel like power is, is starting to become uh, a regular feature for Julio. Uh, so it's just, it's hard not to be impressed with him. The, the at-bats are great for the most part. Uh, he's hitting the ball with authority. He's hitting the ball very hard. He's been excellent in center field. Uh, and obviously he's bringing some kind of energy to the Mariners that is uh, difficult to, uh, to quantify um, because it's just, it's, it's just different with Julio. You watch Julio Rodriguez play baseball and, and something just seems different with him. Yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> Not to be too cliche here, but uh, he is quite literally built different, right? <laughs> like he's, you just don't see dudes like him playing baseball, really. There are only a handful of guys that look the way he does and play the, plays the way that he does. I mean, the, the size, the strength, the speed, all of that, it's just ridiculous. That is rare. This is a rare baseball player that we're watching He's 21 years old. He's one of the youngest players in all of baseball right now. And he is starting to dominate in the month of May. Like, he's not just performing well. He's been the Mariners' best hitter in the month of May. Uh, you look at the numbers. A 166 WRC+. Plus, and you look at the quality of opponents that the Mariners have had to face this month. And you look at the struggles that this offense as a whole has endured. And he's been able to work around that. He's been able to survive that. And yeah, you you mentioned he's had a couple of bad games here and there, but that's also going to happen. Everyone's going to experience that. Everyone's going to have a bad game here and there. We've seen Mike Trout strike out four times in one game against the Mariners before. Like, that just happens, right? But, like, Julio, uh, Julio Rodriguez right now is playing on a different level, and uh, it's really exciting to see. I don't know if he's going to be able to maintain this throughout the entire year, but this is kind of... I mean, it's kind of what we talked about before the season, you know, the outliers of Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, the guys that come up and immediately contribute at a high level. That's what Julio's doing right now, this month. And, <laughs> I mean, that by far has exceeded my expectations for him, especially after the struggles that he you know, went through to start this year. Uh, all the strikeouts and stuff, and now he's starting to cut down on that a little bit. That's still, you know, uh, that's still been a part of his game, but he, he's more just kind of been, uh, you know, he's, he's out a little more uh, at a normal rate and, uh, you know, would like to see his walks go, go up a bit more. But overall, uh, the, the guy's hitting for power. He's, again, hitting for more extra base power, and he's putting the ball over the wall more often. And uh, now that he's doing that, now that he's elevating the ball more, and we talked about this, once that starts happening, I mean, sky's the limit for the guy. It's incredible, and it's um, exactly what the Mariners need right now if they're going to turn this thing around. Like it's basically, you know, you, you talk about kind of the, the perfect scenario, the perfect storm that needs to happen here for the Mariners. A part of that, to me, is Julio 
being this kind of player. And yeah, he's going to regress some from what he's doing. He can't you know, do exactly this for an entire season, or at least, I mean, I would love to see him try, <laughs> but you know, right. like even <clears throat> if he regresses some though, if he's still playing at a, at an above average clip, that's going to be so huge for the Mariners. Cause again, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they banked a lot of their outfield success on him being good. And that's paid off. Unfortunately, that risk didn't pay off with Kelnick this year, but right. Julio has actually lived up and exceeded expectations for the Mariners. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's massive. That, that, it can't be stated enough how big that is for them. Right. Um, you know, he's on pace to be a four win player as a rookie. Um, yeah. That is an all star caliber player as a 21 year old. Um, that's that's fantastic. And really, it's been the last nine games. He's looked like an absolute you know, su- superstar, one of the best players in baseball. Um, you know, ever he went 0 for 7 against Bassett and Scherzer uh, in those starts. Um you know, and it was kind of like, eh, well, you know, that's the best pitching he's going to see. And then since that since that game Sunday afternoon in New York, um, Julio is hitting 389, 405, 667. He's hit three home runs in nine games. He's also stolen a couple bags. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to pace that out over 162, uh, that's 54 home runs, 36 stolen bases, and a nearly 400 batting average. So... Yeah, he's been a superstar for the last uh, nine games, and, and um, obviously, you know, he's in a hot streak right now. He'll regress some. Uh, he'll have another hot streak later. Uh, it's not always going to look this easy for Julio, but mm-hmm. just the just the uh, the path he's on right now is just insane. Ever really ever since about um, say the Kansas City series was probably when he really started to take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before, he struck out four times against the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, he got sombreroed. Um, and then since April 22nd, which is a month, 30 games, uh, 327, 372, 496. So, yeah, um, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. He's, right, right, now he's, right now, he's 89th percentile on uh, average exit velocity. He's 95th percentile on max exit velocity. He's 88th percentile on hard hit rate, 91st percentile on altibus average 98th percentile in sprint speed dude just a complete package right now and the fact that he's also been above average in center field i mean that's <laughs> i mean you and i didn't expect that you know i i did ask you you know um before the season started that hey you know maybe you know could this be a situation like with kyle lewis when we really didn't think that lewis was a center fielder at all and he could surprise us and he said you know maybe but probably not i mean i i think he's done that and then some um mm-hmm. I, I i think he's he's basically kind of had a, a kyle lewis-esque um run here in center field where there isn't anyone else in this organization right now that i want in center field than than julio rodriguez dude's been fantastic out there yeah julio's kind of having the uh kyle lewis august of 2020 yeah um right now where you're just like wow this guy could be a star and we all remember how September happened for Lewis and how that didn't really didn't finish strong, but we were also really very excited for it. And, and um, you know, unfortunately injuries next year, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's definitely very reminiscent of that of that August of the COVID season uh, where Lewis was just the best player on the team. And uh, we were talking about, Oh my, like, Oh my God, do the Mariners have like a potential superstar? Yeah. Uh, 
So like I said, we'll see how Julio, obviously we'll see how he bounces back from the inevitable struggle. But for now he is, <laughs> he looks like he's miles away from any kind of struggle setting in, but just have to accept that it's going to, and it's going to be okay. He'll, he'll come out the other side stronger for it. Yeah. Uh, he has been so good that last night I looked up if it was possible to clone a human being eight times. That would be, that would be nice. I think that would help the Mariners quite a bit. Unfortunately, I don't think it's possible. We uh, we haven't advanced that far in uh, technology. <laughs> not quite there yet. Yeah, um, just we're 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 close. We're close, but yeah. not not there just yet. Um. So speaking of Kyle Lewis, he's uh, apparently coming back tonight. Still don't know officially, but uh, he's he's got to go through some tests and uh, they got to determine if he's ready to go. Uh, but it, it looks likely that he is going to be on the roster starting tonight and probably be in the lineup tonight against the A's. So we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Online is where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast with recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. So Kyle Lewis has wrapped up his rehab stint. He was uh, pulled early from his last game uh, in Tacoma. Uh, after two at-bats, we didn't really hear anything about him yesterday and started to get a little bit concerned with that. But then Daniel Kramer uh, tweeted out that he was in transit to T-Mobile Park, and uh, he is there today. And uh, Scott Service said that uh, Lewis is going to be evaluated today before the game, and they're going to determine if he's ready to go or not. And uh, the assumption is that he is going to be given the green light, and he will be on the uh, he will be added to the roster today. So the issue, though, is he hasn't played back-to-back in the field. Uh, He's really struggled to go three days in a row, uh, just even DHing. But he has hit a lot down in Tacoma. Uh, So obviously this offense could use some, particularly from its DHs. The DH spot has been more or less a black hole for the Mariners thus far. And so even if Lewis can only DH right now, I mean, how much of a boost could that be for the Mariners? Yeah, it, it honestly does really depend on how many days he can play a week. Um, mm. He only played seven day, seven innings in the field in his entire rehab stint, and that was on the second day of his rehab stint, third day of his rehab stint. Um, he's missed three games in a row uh, twice in that same stint. Uh, so it's really going to be about how often can he contribute. I mean, if he can only play once or twice a week, that's helpful, but not a massive, you know, improvement because it's only one or once or twice a week. Um, so it's it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, task of Scott Service and his staff to kind of pick and choose matchups. Um, Scott's already came out and said that like we shouldn't expect him to be playing the field anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that does kind of limit you using him as a pinch hitter. You got to make sure that you have that extra outfielder 
uh, still on the bench that you can use if you're going to, you know, pinch hit him for Dylan Moore or whatever, whoever it is, right? So, uh, but if you can play three, four times a week, um, if he can run the bases relatively well, uh, obviously I'm not expecting him to be as fast as he was. Um, but if you can play three or four times a week, if you can go back to back a few times, uh, can can he take 20 at bats a week? If he can do that, then uh, he mm-hmm. should be a, a pretty big uh, upgrade to what the Mariners have had. Um, if he can't, it's it's going to be tough, man. Uh, because again, while you do get an upgrade, those you know 10 at bats a week he's able to play, it's it's only 10 at bats a week. So mm-hmm. it's it's really kind of difficult. And, and Scott's going to have his hands full trying to. Uh, play matchup, try and get the most favorable matchup you can for Lewis, uh, while also balancing, you know, if I use him today, I can't use him tomorrow, and uh, blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll see how yeah. much Lewis can play. Um, I would imagine he's going to start tonight and probably be off tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. day game after a night game. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's, it's so tough to know what to expect from Lewis because we don't, don't know how healthy he is. Healthy enough to swing the bat, sure. Healthy yeah. enough to run the bases, we think. Um, healthy enough to play in the field, no. And that that's kind of an, an, an issue right now. So we'll see what service and, and uh, the the uh, training staff, they're going to have a huge role in this. We'll see what they can do because if Lewis can play four times a week and pinch it once, one other time a week, that could be huge for this offense. Um, it just adds another – at least average bat, probably somewhere in the six, seven range uh, to this lineup. That would help a lot. Yeah, it, it would be massive. But again, we need to mention that for the limitations that you mentioned, Kyle Lewis is not the savior here. No, he is a bonus at best right now. And um, that should not prevent the Mariners at all from looking to continue to add to the outfield because right mm-hmm. now he's not even an outfielder, he is a pure right. DH. Um, so yeah, so any, if we talk about trades or anything like that, and the first thought that comes to your mind is, well, they have Kyle Lewis now. No, no, <laughs> they, they do not have Kyle Lewis, the outfielder. They have Kyle Lewis, the hitter, and that's all they have right now right. until he not to mention, otherwise. Not to mention they have Kyle Lewis today. They might not have him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and also not to mention, even if Kyle Lewis could play right field, like let's say hypothetically Kyle will feel good enough. I could play right field twice a week and DH twice a week. Mm-hmm. You still need an outfielder because having yeah, a guy who can play an outfield twice a week is not the same as having a fourth outfielder. Yeah. It just, it doesn't work. So yeah. uh, Lewis should help. Uh, but he, even if he could play the outfield normally, even if he was a hundred percent healthy, he's not a savior type of player. He's a good player who will help you, but he is not going to solve all your problems. He is not another Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see him play, man. Who doesn't love Kyle Lewis? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great, inc- dude. Yeah, I I am One very player. excited about this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about how it lengthens the lineup. I'm excited to just watch him play. I'm excited for the opposite field power, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and he saw that. And, you know, we saw that quite a bit in his rehab sent down mm-hmm. in Tacoma. Uh, the when he is at his best as a hitter, Kyle Lewis is just incredibly fun to watch. He's so so fun. Yeah, I think we sometimes forget about Lewis, uh, like how good he was. Because, uh, yeah. you know, there are some people who think he's like the best player. And it's like, you know, he's not. And there are some people who are just like, oh, yeah, he's, is he really that good? And it's like, 
He's played 112 games in his big league career. Uh, he's hitting 258, 343, 450 with 22 home runs in about two thirds of one season. It's a really good player, um, really good hitter. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to watch him play. Uh, hopefully, he can play a couple times uh, mm-hmm. a week here, three or four times a week. That would be fantastic. Um, but I'm excited to watch him play when he gets to play. And, and you know, having Kyle Lewis and, and Julio Rodriguez and Taylor Trammell and, uh, you know, J.P. Crawford and Ty France and potentially having all those guys in the lineup, um, that's a lot of fun. I mean, that, that just yeah. forget how good it is. It's just fun. Um, yeah, it's really so fun. Hopefully we get to see some of that, uh, you know, while we can. And the Mariners could use some fun, quite frankly. I mean, they're getting it from some sources. Yeah. Julio, of they're course. Still ha- Gino. They're still having yeah. fun. They're still having yeah, fun. They're st- yeah. yeah, they're still having fun. Last night was yeah. fun. I mean, frustrating it, at it, times from the pitching side, but still sure. fun. Still fun. Although, although, again, I tweeted this out last night. I don't know if you saw this, Ty. Pitching mm. last night, a little bit better than we thought. The A's mm. had 12 hits. Uh, they had six hard hit balls, and of the six hard hit balls, only three of them went for hits, which yeah. means the A's had nine medium or soft contact hits last night. Mm. Uh, the Mariners only walked three guys, so it's not like they were, you know, giving them extra base runners. Yeah. Uh, the the A's had more had the same number of hits with exit velocities over seventy or over ninety five miles per hour as they did w- as as many hits as they had on, with exit velocities under seventy five. Mm. They were incredibly lucky last night, and the Mariners yeah. pitchers incredibly unlucky. But hey, you know that's that's baseball. So yeah, they still get also six. and also shout out to Sergio Romo, shout out to mm-hmm. Matt Festa, Diego shout out Castillo, to Diego, Diego Castillo. Oh my god, uh, who Ooh. you said was you know Scott was uh, trying to lose? <laughs> <laughs> you watched him the last three weeks. I just I, I watched him in New York. He was great in New York. Oh, please. Okay, one out of his last six outings has been amazing. Well, now two. Well, now two out of his last six. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the Diego Castillo, man, that we thought we were going to get. And, again, if that's the guy you get 90% of the time, 80% of the time, great. Yeah. So, Um, assuming that uh, Lewis is added tonight, uh, who do you think is uh, getting the axe off the roster? Probably Haggerty, and I think that's a mistake. I think it should be Mm. Dylan Moore. Um Obviously, ha ha ha. Colby hates Dylan Moore. Um, why Haggerty over Moore? Why should the Mariners yeah, why keep Haggerty? They, or, yeah, or yeah. Why, why should, should they keep Haggerty over over Moore? What does Haggerty give them that Moore doesn't? Contact. <laughs> I mean, what what more does he need? He puts the ball in play. Every Mariner got on base or scored a run last night, except for Dylan Moore. He went over four with three strikeouts and looked terrible doing it. The dude can't hit. He can't hit. He has more power than than Sam Haggerty. Great. So in the one in a hundred chance he makes contact, there's a one in one hundred chance he hits a home run. Whoop de doo. So Haggerty can play every position that Dylan Moore can play. He's faster than Dylan Moore. He's a better base runner. He's going to make more contact. And honestly, if you really want to be honest about it, I still think there's something in Dylan Moore that could be useful. You are not going to get it with him playing twice a week at the major league level. Sure. Send him down. Get him in the AAA lineup every single week or every single day, work on the changes he obviously needs to make and call him up in a month and a half, and maybe, just maybe, you have a viable big leaguer, because right now you don't. Dylan Moore's not a viable big leaguer right now. You can tell Mm -hmm. me his WRC Plus is 100. I don't care. It's like 40 in the month of May. He's not a viable big leaguer. Do I think Sam Haggerty is? Not not really, but like, (laughs) at least he's going to put the ball in play. 
Sure. And Dylan Moore, I can't even count on him to do that. So I would sit down Dylan Moore. Uh, Mike Ford is at least a useful bench bat, possibly mm. to platoon or not platoon, but like Kyle Lewis comes in against a tough righty. Oh, well, we'll just put Mike Ford out there. You know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, just Dylan Moore to me has no value on this team. None. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got George Kirby making his fourth career start tonight against the A's as the Mariners look for a series victory. We're going to be talking about expectations for Kirby in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just don't have the time to research every single amazing thing that's going to make my body feel great, and I'm sure neither do you. So what is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your immune system, your nervous system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And it only costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash mlb network again that is athleticgreens.com forward slash mlb network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so George Kirby got hit around quite a bit in Boston in his last start. Trevor Story, really the big reason for that couple of home runs against Kirby. Um, and then there was obviously the mix-up where Service wanted to take Kirby out, um, but couldn't do that because Kirby came out for his uh, warm-up tosses, and there was that whole debacle, and then you know the doors got blown off by the, uh, by the Red Sox there in that inning. Um, but uh, Kirby has looked solid uh, here and there. Uh, he's shown some uh, really positive flashes. Uh, obviously had the really good, you know, first career start um, back against the Rays. And then, um, you know, he, he was okay-ish in, in New York and okay-ish in Boston. The first inning, particularly in Boston, was, was really impressive. Uh, what are you hoping to see against him now against a... Um, a certainly less talented lineup than the ones he faced in New York and in Boston here with the A's. Yeah. Um, first things first, avoid Seth Brown because he's always going to do damage against the Mariners. It just happens. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is, this is actually a really fun pitching matchup. Just to kind of go more, more macro for a second. Uh, Caprillion versus Kirby is fun. Like that, those are two very fun arms to watch. Um, young, they're young and they're, they're very aggressive. So um, I'm excited to watch. Uh, both of these guys pitch. Um, I mean, said for Kirby, it's it's going to be about uh, kind of establishing the fastball. And, um, you know, we talked about how great Kirby's fastball was against Tampa Bay um, in his first start. And, and, you know, the league already quickly adjusted. And, and Boston was able to put it in play. Uh, the Mets were able to put it in play with some real regularity. Um, and we talked about how Kirby's fastball is not like this big elite pitch. It's It's not logan gilbert's fastball right where you can just survive on it so but that also doesn't mean he just can't avoid throwing it he has to throw the fastball 
um, and he has to be smart about it. He has to locate it uh, very well. And then I think tonight the pitch is going to be the changeup, actually. Um, the slider has been his his go-to off-speed pitch. But I think tonight's a good night to break out the changeup, kind of make that adjustment on the league um, before they've seen it. Uh, Oakland's a pretty good team to, to do that on. Um, you know, it's it's the slider has been uh, pretty good uh, in, in theory, but it's only generated 6% of whiffs, um, whereas the changeup's at 235 it feels like tonight's a good night to dust off that changeup if you trust it. But it's going to come down to the fastball. He has to command it well. He's got to be. He's got to hit all four quadrants of the zone. He can't be in the middle of the plate like he was in Boston. He can't blow up by guys. There's not movement on it. There's not enough spin. Um, it's it's a pretty ordinary ordinary fastball minus the the velocity. So um, the slider and the changeup are going to be huge tonight. I really think tonight's a good changeup night. Just kind of introduce that pitch. Um, hopefully he has it. Uh, if not, then it's just going to be about can you go five and six and only give up three or four and just kind of let our offense try and stay in this thing? Um, Cause they will have an opportunity to, to score some runs off of Caprillion. Um, but yeah, it, it always comes down to the fastball with Kirby. If he can locate it, if he can spot it on the corners, if he can hit it all four quadrants, he's got a chance to, to go deep in this game. Uh, and then I think tonight's big pitch is going to be the change up, not the slider. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to see him get on, uh, back on track here, build some confidence. Uh, just the second start at T-Mobile Park, of course, and the first one mm-hmm. went, you know, couldn't have gone any better than it did. So uh, it'd be nice to see uh, to see Kirby give the uh, the Mariners, you know, and maybe uh, go a little bit deep into this one as well, because he has the stuff to do it. Uh, we'll see about, you know, what the, the pitch count limitations are and, and everything for him. But um, he should be at about 100 by now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I would think so as well. So he's got the stuff to, you know, quickly get through some innings here and, yep. and, and maybe go, you know, six or seven for the Mariners against this lineup. That would be nice. And and maybe, you know, hopefully the uh, the offense can produce again like it did last night. And hopefully things don't get as interesting as they did last <laughs> night because they were up 3 nothing at one point. Blew that. They were up 7-3. to three. Nearly blew yeah, that, that. and yeah. uh, and won seven to six. Uh, how about how about like an easy going game tonight, guys? Have we ever considered sure. maybe doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah. And by the way, the Mariners if they win tonight, it'll be their first back to back wins since April twenty fourth and twenty sixth oh, a month ago. God, that's painful. So yes, if they <laughs> if if they win one of the next two, it'll be their second series win of the month. Um, so. Again, with Houston coming up on the back end of this homestand before you go back out to the East Coast, winning one of these next two feels absolutely crucial. And you might as well do it tonight so you can play with a little bit of house money tomorrow. Uh, Also, I would suspect Paul Seawald probably going to be down for today's game. Uh, He has thrown three in three games in a row. Granted, one of them was a one-pitch outing. So is it really count as three A's in a row? I don't know, but I I doubt service is going to want to go there. Um, tonight and so it, may, it might be the Drew Steckenrider show so it might behoove the Mariners to score eight nine runs tonight um, yeah. or let the uh, Sergio Romo revenge series continue because uh, it's off to a great start Romo uh, yeah. Romo was yeah, nice he's, he's last good. night I mean yeah. yeah that's part of the thing we don't know who's able to go back to back yet Seawald has gone three in a row we don't know uh, I'm going to call it two in a row because one pitch doesn't count. Um, he's gone two in a Colby, row. What I, about all the pitches that he threw in the bullpen to get ready? <laughs> that's that's not a thing. Shut up. That's not a thing. Um, and then Romo, you know, still kind of working his way back from the injury. I don't think he's gone back to back yet. 
Um, so we'll see if he's able to do it. Penn Murphy, you know, he pro- he was ran into some bad luck yesterday. Had to throw a yeah. lot of pitches though, so he's probably down for the day too. So uh, uh-huh. Castillo and, and Steckenrider maybe are kind of the guys mm-hmm. today, but uh, and I guess Munoz should be available. Um, he didn't throw yesterday, so yeah, it'd be really great if Kirby can go six innings tonight. Yeah, that would be really nice for this team, uh, for all the factors that we uh, we just listed, and the fact that the the Mariners, I don't really have a ton of faith in them going back to back scoring five plus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's yeah, let's just say fair. that. Let's just say that. All right. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. We'll be back tomorrow after the game uh, since it is a day game. So a good old uh, Lockdown Mariners postgame show. Be sure to join us then. Uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, S-D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB podcast. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.